Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today, I'm going to be breaking down another win. Uh, the biggest junkyard dog win of all time. The Huskies trailed by 18 a little bit before the half drew within or drew 210 uh, with a two point conversion and a touchdown before the half and come back from Central Michigan victorious 39 to 38. Uh, it wasn't by a thousand. It wasn't by a million. But like I, like Coach Hammock always says, as long as we find a way to have one more point than the other team at the end of the day. That's all that matters. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't our best game by any stretch. But what you saw from that team after going down 18 on the road, first real you know sign of adversity since the Michigan week, to be honest, like the big sign of adversity, I guess you would say. And what do they do? They rally behind their quarterback. They rally behind their offense. And they rally behind freshman kicker Cannon Woodle who hit the game-winning field goal with 54 seconds left uh, to put the Huskies up 39-38. to And then obviously chaos and action ensued as Central Michigan drove down the field almost at will and then muffed the snap to win the game. So it was a wild sequence at the end. Rocky played absolutely phenomenal, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Both Tyrese Ritchie and Trayvon Rudolph were over 150 yards and each had a touchdown. Trayvon had two on the day. And we still saw 200 yards from our rushing attack. So in total, we saw 520 yards from our offense. We saw all sorts of trick and gadget plays from Coach Hammock and his coaches and their offense. And it was crazy to see. They pulled out a fourth and one reverse. A reverse on fourth and one to Trayvon Rudolph. And I promise you, nobody was home. Trayvon could have walked to the first down marker. But since we had been pounding the box all game and getting those yards with Clinton with Rocky, they pop, they they loaded the box. And what do we do? We fake the you know we fake the the up the gut run and and, and it goes to Trayvon Rudolph around the edge to continue the drive and eventually set us up in in uh, field goal territory to put the game away. But the defense at the beginning of the game did not have their best game. Uh, they allowed 28 points in the first half, quite a few explosive plays. I think I saw a stat that said central Michigan had like four or five plays over 20 yards, just in the first half. Lou Nichols hit us for a touchdown. And so did Khalil Pimpleton, both big explosive plays. And those are both guys that I think like if Pimpleton can get a little bit more size to him I, and Lou Nichols will, will both be playing on Sundays at some point, or at least have a chance to play on Sunday. Central Michigan has put a lot of people into the NFL. So I truly think, you know, the way this team performed today was unbelievable. And to come back from down 18 on the road and to do it the way they did, like we, even in the fourth quarter or even in the third quarter, like coach Hammock went for a fourth and one at the 50 and we didn't get it. And they scored a touchdown, went right back up 17. And it's like, fuck, it's like, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to find a way to get through this? Coach Hammock was going for almost every fourth down was going for almost every two point conversion. And he got all his two point conversions. And that, <laughs> that ultimately led to be the difference in the end of the game. Like we said, we won by one point, obviously you want to win by more points and you want to win pretty, but that's, that doesn't matter. One point, two points, three points, a hundred points. 
as long as they get the win at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I should have led the episode with this, but for the first time in coach hammocks regime and his, in his tenure here as the uh, head coach at Northern Illinois, he is bull eligible and he did it in eight games. So congratulations to coach hammock. Congratulations to the coaching staff and all the players and all the, the non, you know, coaching staff, regular game day staff, all that. This was one of the craziest turnarounds, if not the craziest turnaround that we've seen in all of college football this year. And this isn't just me being biased about it. Like you see national reporters talking about NIU week in and week out and the progress that, that we've been able to make. So great things going on over here. They're six and two. They got four games left. They have a chance to, to go 10 and two in the regular season. Like I know that's very lofty expectations, but week in and week out, Vegas doubts us week in and week out. People from our own fan base doubt us week in and week out. People from other fan bases doubt us and just about everybody underneath the clouds. And what does this team do? They find a way to win a football game and go one and zero each week. And just to break down the numbers for you. So I didn't, I barely needed my 25 attempts. Rocky had 26 attempts or 27 attempts. He was 17 to 27 for 348 yards and three touchdowns with an 87 QBR. Absolute insanity. Clint got a little pass in there. He had one for three. And then on the ground, cumulatively, the team ran. Okay. It wasn't full 200, but it ran for 197 yards. Jay Docker led the day. 31 carries, 183 yards, and, and the rest were just complimentary rolls. Clint, Clint added a game-tying touchdown late in the game, which is always great to see because down on the goal line, like I don't think there's any better option on this team than to just stick it in, in Clint's gut and just let him go forward. So they were able to absolutely violate them in the passing game. Trayvon Rudolph had six catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns with a long of 75. Tyrese had eight catches for 147 yards and a touchdown with a long of 50. They were able to get whatever they wanted this game. It was, it, well, I would, I shouldn't say that in the first half, the offense struggled a little bit uh, to finish drives, but they still came away with 18 points. And honestly, like if the defense didn't show up the way they did in the second half, I did not anticipate them holding Central under 50. I thought Central was going to be able to score 50 with ease. They had 28 at the half, and the defense really stood their ground, only gave up 10 points in the second half, while the offense was able to find 21 and keep Central's offense off the field with long, sustained drives. It was a wild one. Uh, even the end of the game, so, like, the cameraman was – they had the view on coach hammock and whoever was working the switchboard didn't switch over to the view of the kick. So we always see is coach hammock. And then the players, the players are all locked arms, which was great to see. And coach hammock just looks like the Popeye's worker. Uh, after they came out with the chicken sandwiches, just like hands on his knees, just not looking, just waiting for the crowd and his team's reaction, which very nervy moments. This is why you play sports. This is why you coach sports to, to win football games. And those are the moments as fans that you live for. Me and my brother were watching the game with my mom and we were all sitting there and it was just very nervy. Like, come on, this is Cannon Woodle's moment. And the kid answered the call. He went three for three on his kicks. He kept everything in bounds. He kicked the ball off nicely and he made all his extra points, even though he didn't get all of the attempts you would want. He was able to kick three field goals, 
and the game-winning field goal in his first start. So you can't really ask for much more. I think it goes without being said, he'll be my special teams MVP of the game. My offensive MVP of the game is going to be Rocky Lombardi. And obviously, you know, you look like, hey, why don't you give it to the receivers? The receivers did well. Without Rocky, the receivers don't have the game they have. And the way Rocky led and got us over 300 yards in the air and able to get Rudolph and Richie just absolutely cooking. It should be noted, Miles Joyner had a touchdown taken off the board, but he still was able to contribute with two catches for 28 yards. And, yeah, defensively, mm, it, it's tough, but James Esther was in the backfield all afternoon long, making plays, creating havoc, getting sacks, getting tackles for loss. And the way he played was absolutely phenomenal. And you got to remember, the kid is only like 19 or 20 years old. So he's going to be here for a few years. And I think that's something that should be remembered about this team is the age of this team. They're so young. They're performing at such a high level. And obviously you have some veterans sprinkled in there. But the majority of the team is very young and the future is very bright. Uh, the coaching staff did a phenomenal job. Coach Hammock with the, with the trick plays, with the fourth down, you know, plays. I think there was only one conversion they weren't able to get on fourth down. And then obviously converting all your two-point conversions, that is ultimately what was the difference at the end of the game was our ability to have that one extra point. And those two-point conversions were the reason why. Defensively, they left some stuff to be desired in the first half, but if you know anything about this defensive unit, you saw them in the first half of the season, but in the second half, they've been money. First half of this game wasn't theirs. Second half, they were money. And they got the stops when we needed them. And, you know, the ball just happened to roll our way on the late field goal because, you know, it was a situation where it was like fourth and one at the seven or something like that, maybe the five, you can go for it. But if you don't, game's over. Going for it would, and getting it would essentially push the game over in your in your direction. But when you don't need three, you need like one or two, and that's going to put you in the lead. You got to take the field goal there as enticing as it is to, to try and get the first down. Because we saw what happened on, I believe it was either Monday night or Sunday night football. It had to have been Monday night with the Bills and the Titans where the Bills went for it on fourth and one and they didn't get it. Josh Allen fell. The Titans go on to win the game. So I give them all the credit in the world for making the crazy type play calls that they were making for finding ways to get different people involved. Uh, Messiah Travis had a couple catches. And then obviously a friend of the program, Tristan Tavis, he had a two-point conversion that he caught that was that was pretty big in that moment. So, yeah, another, like, chess grabber, another super hard game to win, another just wild performance from this team. They were able to come back home with a victory on a 10-day bye week to where, you know, they're going to be basically resting for about 
a couple of those days. I wouldn't say too many of those days, but they're going to be resting for a few days. They're going to get back to the facility and then they're going to be getting ready for matching. Um, everything's in front of them. They have a two game lead. We are two games clear of second place as the Mac West first place team. So just keep your eyes on the prize fans, keep your eyes on the prize players and coaches and just trust this team and trust the process and have fun with this ride. We got Kent state up next on the road. That's going to be a tough opponent. They're a very good team. They haven't played to the level that they should this year, but they can be anticipated to put up some points and the defense is going to have to have a good game. Their quarterback Dustin Crum is phenomenal. So, you know, we'll get into all that stuff next week, but the way I look at it is just keep going one and zero each week and we'll have a trip to Detroit. The coaching staff should be very proud of themselves, the way they recruited this team and very proud of themselves, the way that they've coached and the players should be proud of themselves, the way they've played. It's been a long, long time since this team has been on a roll like this. You'd have to go almost go back to 2018. It's three, almost three years since they've played this well. So continue to feed into the momentum, continue to feed into that next man up mentality. As you saw, I want to give a shout out to Makai Nelson Douglas had a very good game at linebacker. I don't know what was going on, whether they were just rotating or not, but he was smacking people all around. He was filling as well as Kate Haberman on the defensive line. And then obviously, like I said, for the special teams MVP, I don't know if I reiterated it, but Cannon Whittle, cold as ice, hits all his kicks, biggest smile on his face in the press conference, and just an everyday guy. Like, he hasn't made it yet. You know, he hasn't fully gotten his his starter's job, and he realizes that. And, like, after the game, he's like, yeah, everyone was like – I think the way he said it, he's like, yeah, someone came up to me and he said, look, bro, and I don't know who it was, but this was his exact quote in the press conference. You can go back and listen. He said, look, bro, no matter what happens right here, we're still going to love you. And he's like, he's like, that's probably not what I need to hear right now. It started chuckling and he goes out and drills the kick. But like after the game, even after the game, he's like, he's like, I came to central Michigan and I did my job. And he's like, that's what I was supposed to do. And I did it. And he's like, I don't think it fully hit me yet, but I'm sure a little, a little less than 24 hours after the fact it may have hit him, but hats off to that young guy. I believe he's only like 19 years old. And to have the the mental fortitude to just block everything out and go out there and do your job in a big moment like that with a lot riding on it for conference implications, huge, huge shout-out to that guy, uh, Cannon Woodle. And honestly, just huge shout-out to the whole team and the whole coaching staff. A lot of times when a team goes down 18, could get a lot worse. I think the Wyoming game prepared us to be in a position like this and to come back. And it was almost the exact same game script because in both games, Clint Rakovich got the game time touchdown. So hats off to everyone involved. Continue to stay healthy, continue to stay focused, continue to trust this process and the coaching and fans. I know we're heading into action, but let's try to get out there and support this team. They deserve it. On the away games, if you're not traveling or going to away games, because I know we do have fans and listeners that do that, and I think that's awesome. 
if you're not, away game watch parties at Fatty's. It's always a great option to, to watch the game with fellow NIU fans in a great environment with great food and great drinks. So running out of time on this season, but we are bowl eligible. So no less than four or five days after I talked with Clinton Braden, you know, telling them, hey, you know, in order for me to to have some postseason shows, you guys got to get bowl eligible. It happened. On the road, as underdogs again, down 18, the whole world counted us out. People in my mentions on Twitter counting us out, talking about the offense, the defense, the special teams, the this, the that. The game is never over, especially in the MAC, especially with this NIU roster this year, until that clock hit zero. You saw that yesterday. And I'm so excited and so happy that they were able to get that win. Or this upcoming week, it's going to be interesting. On Thursday, we will be back at, I think it's going to be at the Convo this week. And we're going to be at the Coach Berno press conference. And the football press conference will follow as well. But I am going to have some player interviews. So hopefully I can get some from both sport, maybe a mega episode, like a four a four-player episode, two from each sport. Who knows? But I'm very excited uh, for the growth that the basketball team and, and, and just athletics in general have been really seeing a facelift over the last year or so in terms of trying to get themselves back on track and trying to put out quality teams. And soccer had another great win over the weekend. Football, five in a row. First place in the Mac West, baby. Basketball, a lot of high-level new recruits and a head coach that I think brings that fiery passion and tenacity and is a great recruiter and someone that we need here on campus to compete for Mac championships and hopefully one day have a story like Ohio where their star player gets drafted in the NBA and they end up going on a run and, and taking out, you know, a high-level seed. So I've reached the end of the episode. I'm kind of rambling. Unfortunately, there is no live show at Fatty's this week, but since we were able to clinch a bowl game and the, and the conference championship is still on the line, so we could end up with two. Stay tuned for those dates. I got to get with Tim and Jeff and figure out which dates will work best, but cannot wait to have one or two more live shows for the rest of the season because those were always, always a lot of fun. But stay tuned. We'll be back with you guys. It's going to be a little bit later in the week, obviously, with – just the, the, the media days normally on Tuesday week in and week out. And this week it's going to be on Thursday. And I think it's going to be on Thursdays moving forward. So the preview episode will be a little bit later, probably just be like a late Thursday afternoon release, like whenever I get home and then I'll just announce it Friday morning. So I do apologize about that, but I feel that our best shows are our shows that we have with guests and with, players and coaches and as much as I love talking about the team and breaking everything down I love the interview and I love the I love the interviews and I just love uh just finding out what's going on in the locker room on the field all that stuff and there's a culture that's being built on the on this campus for its athletic programs and it starts at the top with Sean Frazier and all the head coaches that have done a great job to keep their programs in a in a competitive manner over the last few, in a competitive manner over the last few years. And now we are seeing successful performances 
for many of the different teams here on campus. So with that being said, I really do appreciate everyone for listening. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main accounts at Huskies on Tap. Like I said, mini bye week, no game on Saturday. So maybe we'll probably, I think we'll probably just do one episode this week. It'll be on Thursday. It'll come out Friday morning, and then we'll have a preview episode a preview episode before the game for Kent State. So that will probably be released on a Monday. But a little bit of scheduling changes, figure out, let you guys know ahead of time instead of just being like, oh my God, did he quit? No, couldn't be me. I am though, I will say this, looking for either a predecessor or someone that I can work with that is on campus, is a student here, and would maybe like to take over the podcast uh, when I graduate. So always an option. Um, I do plan on on sticking with the podcast and obviously with ONTAP Sportsnet as long as I don't have a better opportunity in front of me because I have a lot of fun doing it and I'm still able to to work and go to school and do all of that, make a little money on the side talking about the teams that I love. But at a certain point, this is something that even though um, I've had a lot of fun doing there may be other options on the horizon for me as far as employment. And I want to leave this show in a good spot, a better spot than I found it. And that's hard to do because I created the show, but yeah, if you know a student, if you have a friend in mind, if, if you're a listener and, and you like to talk sports and, and you want to join on in, in, a, in a writing capacity or even as a co-host, please let me know. Uh, I can be reached like I said, at Huskies on Tap or at Beat on 300. But for everyone else, uh, we do appreciate you for listening. And even those that may want to join, we appreciate you for listening as well. We got nothing else for you guys. Enjoy the mini bye week. Watch some other football games. There will be a lot on Saturday. Look for me on TV. I'll be at Notre Dame in North Carolina on Saturday. I probably won't be on TV, obviously, because I'm not like working or anything. But I don't know why I said that. But college football is the best. Stay tuned. Stay locked in. Start looking at hotels for Detroit and go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping it hard.